When it comes to exercise, health, and fitness, our body is actually very, very resilient, and it will adapt to the demands that we place on it. It will adapt in ways that may be positive, or it'll break down our body and adapt in ways that are not really ideal and not what we intended to do. But the bottom line is that if we really want to do something, our body will find a way to carry it out, even if it's not the most ideal or efficient way to carry out that task. And what happens is when we start to move in these ways that our body is really not meant to move, it's not meant to squat like this, it's not meant to do that five mile run like this, it's not meant to jump like this. When we start to move in these inefficient ways, we start to have all of these negative adaptations. And that is not what we want whenever we're training for something or just how we're generally moving throughout life. Many times what happens is when we start to get these compensatory movement patterns, our body starts to break down, we're getting some aches and pains, we're starting to do less and less because of this inefficient movement. That's when you hear this term corrective exercise. And what these corrective exercises are doing is it's essentially correcting some of the incorrect movements that you have been carrying out. But when we really think about it, every time we move, every time we train, Every exercise that we do, it needs to be done with this intention to try to move as best as we can to the best ability possible. And ultimately, when you think about exercise and training like that, then every exercise we do, we have these corrections that we're focusing on. And every exercise then in turn becomes corrective exercise, quote unquote, and that helps us to keep progressing forward and minimize any of the negative adaptations that we don't want when we're training or exercising. Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports, and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind, how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multidimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Welcome back everyone to the HNL Movement Podcast. Thank you for joining me for another week. If you are liking some of these episodes, please listen to a library of previous episodes. There are a lot of good ones, great conversations that I really enjoyed recording with some of my guests. You always can take a look and listen to those or maybe just revisit them and listen to them again and pull out more information than you did the first time that you heard it. If you like what you're hearing, please go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review this podcast. Leave a five-star rating. It takes a few seconds. You can do it on Apple Podcasts and that would really mean a lot and help us to spread the word and help with the growth of the podcast. Thank you again for all of the support. What I want to talk about today, the topic is corrective exercises. And this term corrective exercise, sometimes we may have some negative connotations toward it, think that, oh, it's not for us, everything's going fine. But really the bottom line today that I want to share is that corrective exercise is for all of us. And I am going to explain why and explain how you can take this concept and apply it to your training to really elevate your performance. So let's start with what it means. According to NASM, National Academy of Sports Medicine, Their definition of corrective exercise is to address and fix movement compensations and imbalances to improve the overall quality of movement during workouts and in everyday life. Now let that sink in for a little bit because 
all of us have ways that we can improve our movement. And I am going to give you some key take-home points that you can apply to your training, apply to everything that you're doing to really help this to improve your results and maximize each training session. Now, the importance of this is that we always have ways that we can improve our movement. No one moves perfectly again. And if we focus on these key areas specific to us, that will help us to not only reduce injuries and stay healthy, but it will really help us to get more out of each exercise. And that is what's really going to help you to make quicker progress, really again, maximize those results. When we really pay attention to these adjustments, especially during training, that is a key component of just moving well, but a key component when we're talking about corrective exercise again. Training is when you get to prepare for your sport. It's not only to get stronger or get more in condition, but it's also where we're practicing, deliberately practicing how to move better. Think about that for a second. If you're doing some weight training, benching, squatting, you're deliberately trying to improve the way that you can move that bar. And the way that we'll be able to move more weight or get stronger in the long run is perfecting our technique, eliminating any of the inefficiencies, and really training the right muscles how to build strength, build hypertrophy, get stronger overall. If we start to compensate, we're really not building up the intended muscles. We're just learning how to get around the muscular weakness by recruiting more muscles. And that is a very inefficient way to move. So think about training as being your practice sessions. It's like when you're practicing your sport. Practice sessions are where you work on technique. You do drills so that when it comes to the game time situation, your body automatically knows how to move. It's ingrained and imprinted in your brain that, A, this is how I'm going to carry out these tasks because you have trained and practiced. So the same thing, training is the practice to move better so that you can carry it out whenever you're doing any of your sports and activities. And like I said, this will really help to maximize each training session. You'll be more efficient, get more work in, get more work done, and every single rep and set will have that much more of a positive impact on building your body up. Now, I really want to emphasize here is that corrective exercises are not just for when there's a problem. Don't wait and be reactive when a problem arises, when you're having some aches and pains, when you're injured. That's not the only time that you can apply corrective exercises and this philosophy to your training program. Corrective exercises essentially will help you to perform better and reach more of your goals and really, again, make those improvements that you're looking for. So that's enough about the importance of corrective exercises. I'm going to share some concepts. And again, this is not to replace an evaluation and this is not to replace professional healthcare advice. These are just things to think about and maybe it might point you in the right direction to find the resources that you need to really help to correct some of these movements. So let's start with what you can think of doing and how to implement some of these concepts into your overall routine. I want to stress that it's always good to assess and keep assessing with whatever you're training for. Even if you're not training for something competitive, just keep assessing and reassessing the quality of your movement. That's very important. And a lot of times you want to do this ongoing 
when there's no problems, before any problems arise again, you want to always be able to make sure that you're doing the things that keep your body functioning at a high level and keep your body essentially what I like to call quote unquote tuned up. When you assess the way that you're moving, and this might need to be done by someone with a little bit more experience in movement mechanics, biomechanics, these will really point out some things that you specifically can focus on whenever you're practicing movement. And then every time that you're doing an exercise, doing some movement, that's when you can continually assess, is it actually getting better? Are some of the areas that I'm focusing on, are they improving? Are they becoming more difficult? You get to really start to be accountable for taking responsibility of moving better. The second thing with what to think of doing is focus on what you're feeling when you're training. And this is in the session, but also after the session as well. Are you actually using the intended or targeted muscles? For example, think of squatting, right? We're going to keep this really general, but something that you can think about. Is it like after you squat, you feel your quads, got a good workout, feel some glutes, everything feels like you worked out those muscles? Or after you work out, do you feel it in your knees? Or do you feel it in your back? Or do you feel it on one side of your back? Or do you feel one quad more than the other? These are all things that will give you some input as to, okay, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Or is there other things that's happening that, hmm, maybe I got to think about this a little bit more. Because if you always squat and you always feel it in your knee, or you always feel it in one quad more than the other, or you feel it in your low back, these are things that need to be addressed. Don't just keep squatting the same way and start to load up more weight. And eventually down the road, you notice that this is becoming more and more problematic. You want to avoid this. So again, focus on what you are feeling during your workouts and after your workouts, because that will give you a lot of insight as to how you are exercising and how you're moving. And the third point is track your performance. Again, even if you're not doing something competitive, like find ways to track how you're feeling. Are you recovering relatively quickly or is it taking longer and longer to recover? Are you able to do the same amount of workouts? Are you able to reach the targets that you're setting out for? Or is it becoming harder and harder again? So track your performance because your performance, some of the objective data will also add some of the information in addition to what you're feeling to really give you an idea as to, okay, what kinds of things do I need to address and correct? So keep those things in mind. Now I want to jump into the actual, some ideas as to how to implement some of these corrections and how to prepare your body for the best training session every single time and be consistent with that. So how to stay tuned up, how to stay functioning on all cylinders. The first thing that I want to share is just prep your body for movement. Do movement prep. And again, this is very vague, but prep for the activity you're about to do. If you're in a training session and you're going to weightlift, prepare for weightlifting. If you're going to play soccer, prepare for soccer. Do things that prep your body for the activity that's coming up. And this is in all different ways. I mean, prep, just get some blood flow, prep the circulatory system, get your lungs going in the ways that you need for that activity that's coming up. Prep your nervous system. Prep your nervous system a lot of times for the speed of what you're going to be doing. If it's very explosive stuff, we need to prep to do explosive stuff. 
If you're going to do endurance training, prep to do endurance training. Again, from the neuro standpoint as well. The second piece of advice that I have is depending on what type of person you are and how you naturally move, do the things again that will prep your body for the activity in regards to tightness and turning on muscles. So if you're someone that's naturally very, very tight, if you're extremely tight and you always feel tight, you are going to open yourself up to a different type of injuries than if you're super hypermobile and you need to activate your muscles more before you do your activity. So if you're really tight again, focus on your mobility. A lot of dynamic mobility exercises help you to turn on your muscles and work through the range of motion as you're trying to loosen up before your activity. You can do some passive stretching, but typically what you want to do is more active stretching, meaning that you're using your muscles to go through the range of motion instead of passive being you're relaxing your muscles to increase mobility. So do things that help to free up your range of motion, make it more fluid and really help to warm your muscles, your body, your joints and everything up. That'll really help your activity that's coming up. If you are very hypermobile, Again, you still can do a lot of dynamic movements, warm your body up, but a lot of times, if you're really hypermobile, what I tend to see is that you need to start to turn these muscles on so that you can control the mobility. Because again, tightness and stiffness is not really a concern. It's more the stability, the ability to control the range of motion. That's really what's going to help you to do the activity better. Now, the next thing that goes along with this is turning on your muscles. A lot of times, if you have a hard time using certain muscles, and that is what's making your movement inefficient, we need to turn these muscles on. And this is a key concept of corrective exercise. Just doing low intensity where you feel that burn, you can feel that muscle turning on, but not to the point where you're creating excessive fatigue. So what do I mean by this is, you can do high reps, maybe 20, 30, 40 reps, or a lot of times what we'd like to do is do some isometric short duration holds, something maybe in the ballpark of 20 to 30 seconds. And what we're trying to do is turn on and feel the muscle engaging. We want to feel it at an intensity where you can get a good burn, but after you rest for maybe two, three minutes, you feel like fine. You're not so fatigued that you can't carry out your activity. That's kind of the sweet spot. It's almost like you're potentiating these muscles to be more likely used in the activity that's coming up. That's all we want to do is feel that burn at a low level intensity, but something that you can recover in a few minutes and feel like you're good to go and better off than if you did not do those activation exercises. And this again could be anywhere in the body that you know from your assessment what you need to start to turn on. And again, everyone is very different. So this is the crucial part of getting properly assessed and being more in tune with your body. Now, the last thing that I want to leave this on, just to keep this episode short, is some of the typical areas that majority of us need to pay attention to. And again, this is just a blanket statement. Everyone is very different although this may be the majority of the case, and you may actually fall into some of these areas that I'm going to state, but it's always a good idea to get assessed so you individually know what types of things that you need to do. But to share this 
because it might help some of you listening, let's go over the typical areas that need to be addressed when it comes to corrective exercises or in your warm up or prepping your muscles for the movement to come. So the first thing is, many times we start to neglect foot activation. And what goes hand in hand with foot activation is ankle mobility. These two areas, I really emphasize, a lot of times we don't get them warm enough, don't get the muscles turned on. And because of that, we have a lot of ankle restriction, stiffness, and we're not using the ankle and foot how we should. The next area is hip mobility. Many times we are definitely not warm enough in the hip. The hip is a very mobile joint and it's responsible for a lot of strength and power when it comes to any type of movement, especially land-based or weight-bearing sports. So hip mobility, getting those hips warmed up and functioning throughout the whole range of motion, that is very important when we're prepping for movement. The next part is core stability. If our core is not turned on, it is going to be a rough time to do anything with a high level of efficiency. So we really want to turn that core on and make sure that we can stabilize our spine. And this will help us to use our limbs, transfer forces from our lower body to our upper body more efficiently. So core stability. The next component is T-spine mobility. All of us, because of sitting, rounded shoulders, lack of rotating through our T-spine, it's always a good idea, even if you're not a rotational athlete, it's always a good idea to get your T-spine warmed up, keep it a little bit mobile, do some extension, do some rotation, and get your muscles controlling that range of motion again. And the last part that I typically see is scapular or shoulder blade stability. Many times we're jumping into upper extremity work without activating some of the scapular stabilizers, the shoulder blade area, to really help our rotator cuff function better, our shoulder muscles, our bigger muscles, chest, lats, to have a better base to work out of. So the shoulder blade, the stability of your shoulder blade, those are muscles that are very important to any upper extremity function, and it's something that we should do some corrective exercise just to get it prepped for the movement. Overall, those are some of the key areas. Again, you may fall into that, but it's always best to get assessed so you know specifically what types of corrective exercises, movement prep work, mobility work will really help you to move better so that you can enhance your training. Again, like what I said in the beginning of the episode, a lot of times for the people that I work with, Corrective exercise is not something that's negative. It's not something for only when you're injured, when you're having problems. It's really changing your perspective. Corrective exercises are crucial for each and every one of us, and it will add tremendous value to how you're moving, how you're making progress, and your overall training. It will really help to lower injury risks. It's a good injury prevention tool, just doing some simple exercises on a regular basis. Again, it will tremendously elevate your workouts and elevate your overall performance, which is what each of you listening really want to do, elevate your performance. And lastly, it is not for only the inexperienced when we're learning how to do some motor tasks, learning how to move. It's for all of us, even for the advanced movers, high-level athletes, movement prep, corrective exercises, correcting technique during your workouts, that is an ongoing process. It may get a little bit more specific, focusing on fine-tuned details, but corrective exercises and these concepts are very important for every single level, no matter how advanced you are. 
The bottom line of this episode is to make these corrections, keep continuing to try to improve the way that you're moving. Every time you do a training session, every time you're working out, every single set, you always want to focus on specific things that you need to practice to help you to move better. And essentially, this is a key component to really take care of your body. Thank you again so much for listening. If you have any questions, feel free to contact me on social media through my website and stay tuned for more great guests and great episodes coming up soon. I hope everyone has a great rest of your week. I will be here same time, same place next week. Aloha.